Good morning, Rabbi Lili Nishma Simi Mirosi Rusbas Mordechai in the Schus Bini Akiva Simcha Ben Fego. Here is a seum in Vienna. What you see over here is Avi Unger. He's the, the ambassador of Vienna. As we spoke about him, has a hard time seeing the Gemara, but he's, he plugged through. He did, did the seum. Unbelievable. And here it is again. You can even see a little MDY sign, signage on the door here, right up top. Okay. This is the CM of Miami. They said they had 60 people, they said. And this is without Michael Benchitrit being there and organizing it. I forgot the guy's name that... Srili Marko. Is that the guy's name? That I think that's the guy that organized it. Srili Marko? It's, yeah, Baruch Hashem. You went to... Another guy you went to school with. Who else did you go to school with? Where's really Mark Woods? Right there, that guy. This guy, yeah, I think he's the guy that ordered. Same class. It looks like an MDY cake. Ah, from Same class. I taught his daughter in seven. Calgary, Alberta. They're still wearing masks over there. They still have COVID. We have Manchester. London is tonight, Rabbi side. London is coming up. Big one, big one. They're expecting a lot of people in London. Here's Manchester. We owe a lot of Akaris This is Libby's father right over here, Rabbi David. He's the one who started this whole satellite location business Manchester. in Manchester. Franchise. That's why we're going to go visit him soon, Bezer Hashem, within a month. Doyle wants to be mishtatev with me. I am going. There's a few people that are coming with me. This is Miami. Back to the, what, right over here? Yeah, about that. What do we have? We have Lakewood. Lakewood, this is like 40 people here, but I don't know how many people showed up. What? Nisano was there? I don't see him in the picture, but okay. I see Aaron Hirsch. I see, oh, I see the Clifton Eid. Sherman. Yevaldik. Um, Rabbi, to refresh your memory, my name is Avi Freuloch. I've been listening to you from the beginning of Brachas. I stay anonymous, although I've been spoken for and against my touch. I'm reaching out to you to let you know that I cried today and my neshama hurts to its core. I want to say thank you. So many people wrote to me and emails and phone calls. I was, I was a wrecked the entire day. I hope to keep it together now. My neshama hurts to its core because of what Rabbi revealed about his son. I'm going to say a special tefillah for your children every day in Shmakuleinu. Other people, a guy came over to me and said, listen, I'm very involved with the daf. He does a lot for the daf, but he doesn't learn the daf. He said, after you said the story, the lean nedid is going to be the first mesech that I'm going to take you from beginning to end. So I really, really appreciate it. I'm going to say a special tefillah for your children every day. Look, I took on a Kabbalah five years ago to stop speaking in shul and I've been tremendous, seen tremendous Yeshua's from the Kabbalah. I'll ask the Ebershtad and the schus of that Kabbalah should only see amazing Yishanachas from all your beautiful children. David should bless you with call to for everything you do. Klai Yisrael, love you. Love you, he said. Ah. I'm not the type who enjoys writing emails or messages. Just the art scroll, maybe taking Mesechtola. I've written a few emails previously to Reveli, always after being moved by something that I really said. This, this is a letter that he wrote to Yeshua. What has kept me in this year is the humanity and sensitivity which Reveli has. I was extremely moved by Reveli today and he spoke about his son. Travelli is a genuine person in emotion, whether serious or humorous, that generates with, my, with, with myself and I'm sure many others, which keeps me connected. You have the ability, uh, easy time learning. For those who have not previously had an easy time learning, 
We have also had similar challenges, whether with the children or life in general. Felix said, without this personal touch, I'm not sure that I would still be learning the daf. Thank you to all those who support Reveli. Simcha Frid. Yishkoyach Reboisais. I really appreciate it. We have to start cheer. One more one over here. This is live from Miami. I must tell you how much the shiurim of the is you say mean to me everywhere I go. MDY is the topic. I always have a shout out to my uncle, Ami Friedman F, 1972. Also a massive fan. I listen to the show on the way to work. The whole Shabbos, the whole Shabbos, the Yomi was the only thing he was willing to talk about. I discovered the Shia through being recommended by YouTube. I almost haven't missed a single day since three months ago. It's the first time in my life that I pack a Gemara everywhere I go, all in useless. So many of my friends have joined my old boss, Akiva Sokowitz, who sponsored the Gemara. Can't wait to visit Israel soon. Bialarayev Shit. Lots of success. Gedalia Frunberger, London, New York. Great view over here. It's like in a helicopter. Look down here. You see this? Like you looked. Scary stuff. Okay. Raboisai, today is the second daf in the Mesechtet of Gimel. We're holding all the way on the bottom, two lines from the bottom. Revakiba Oimer, Veshishi Bechag, Hoyimaski. So we are talking about. Oh, I didn't do the <sighs> sponsors. Mesechtes Tain is dedicated by the Kessel and Davis families before Shlema for Miriam Esav as Devaira. Paranus HaChoydesh. Chodesh Kislev is sponsored by Yoyli. Lilish Mas Doiv Pinchas Ben Moisha. Ruchom Chayr from Abbas Doiv Pinchas. Yechil Shraga Ben Avrom HaLevi. Also Paranus HaChoydesh. Reuven Klein. For his mother, Nechom Abbas Kolev. Another Paranus HaChoydesh. The Hannes brothers. For that slocha of the Hannes... I better get to learn how to say this. The Hannes... The Hannes Sabzadia, Sabzadia, Crispy and Ben Benazet. Klein, Friedman, Cohen families. And to Shlomo Lelazarian for being an... No, it doesn't say that. It says, okay, I'm going to practice tonight. Shlomo Lelazarian for being an absolute legend and introducing Elchanan to MDY. Yeah, you know Shlomo Lelazarian from Los Angeles. He is a legend. Ephraim Gortzman, in honor of my dear friend, Yosef Fish, for starting the daf with the rebellion as Chavrusa, Avram Ketchik, an undercover MDY follower in Mir Yeshiva. Psh! You can get thrown out of Mir if you do the daf. Yudi Axelrod, in honor of my son-in-law, Yoni Fried, who just started learning the daf with Merkaz Daf Yoimi. And by Danny Fine, for Rufur Shlema, for David Meyer, Ben, Sissel Gittel, and Zechaya Zerach, Ben Bracha, who both were admitted to the hospital yesterday. Rufur Shlema. All right, quick rundown of what we learned yesterday. This will make it pretty simple. These are the seven days of Sukkot. This is the eighth day of Simchas Torah. Seven days of Sukkot, eight days Shemini Atzeres. According to Rebbeliezer, this is where we say the first day of Sukkot, right over here, Aleph. And the reason is, what's the matter? What's going on, Gary? Is it worth disturbing the shit? I just want to know. Okay, so chill out over there. The first day, Mashiach Ruach goes over here, the first day of Sukkot, because we learn from Lulav and Esrik. From Lulav and Esrik. This is Rebbe Yezer. The rest are going to be learning from Nisuch HaMayim. What's Nisuch HaMayim? This is Nisuch HaMayim. We showed it yesterday. It's a, it's a miniature Nisuch HaMayim. On Sukkot, we don't know exactly when, 
The coin goes, pours water on the Mizbeach. Okay? Depending on when he pours the water on the Mizbeach, that's when we ask a Baruch Hu for, or we mention, water. According to Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava, Reish Yud Beis Beis, Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava, it's the Nisuch HaMayim, here's the Nisuch HaMayim, on the second day. That's when we do it. Why? Huh? Beseir, what did I say? Oh, sorry. You remember Seir, Yishkoyach. You remember Seir. Second day. Rebbe Kiva says, the Nisuch HaMayim happened on the sixth day. And according to Rebbe Yeshua, the Nisuch HaMayim could possibly be on all the days, but also on the eighth day. And the reason why we don't do it on the other days because it's a curse to ask a Baruch for water while we're trying to sit in the sukkah. Why would we want water? Why would we want rain in the middle of sukkahs? Or chase us out of the sukkah? So let's push it off to the eighth day. Okay, so again, we have Rebbe Lezer who says we say Mashiach Ruach on the first day of Sukkot. We have Ryuda Ben Beseira on the second day of Sukkot. Rebbe Kiva on the sixth. And Yeshua also raised shield. I didn't have room for him, for the whole name, on the eighth. Now, yesterday we learned why the second, why the sixth. So throughout Sukkot we lane basically the same Sukkot over and over and over. And it says Veniska. However, on the second day of Sukkot, we say Veniskei Hem, with a Mem. So that's the extra Mem. On the sixth day of Sukkot, that's Rebbe Kivis Rasha, Unusacheha, plural. Instead of Veniska, singular, plural. Extra Yud. Seven day of Sukkot, instead of Kemishpat, it says Kemishpatam. Mem. What do we have total? Mem, Yud, Mem, Mayim, which gives us a hint to this idea of Nisachah Mayim. So, according to Rebbe Yudah, he grabs the second day, because that's where the hint starts. According to Rabbi Akiva, he, he, he says it goes with the seventh day. Let's see Rabbi Akiva inside. Rabbi Akiva, When do you say, The sixth day of Sukkot. What did I do here? Yeah, sixth, okay. Uh, oh, so this should have been six. This is a boo boo. Let's see in a second. We'll have to rip it out in a second. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, it's good. Everything's good here. Instead of Veniska, as we know, it says There's two Nisuchim. As you see here in the picture, there's two Nisuchim. They pour two things they pour wine and they pour water. One and two, two vessels, two holes. Now Rashi points out, it's important for, for the continuation. So what about the fact that it says, Viniskehem? Why does Rebekiva go in a sachel, plural? It also says, Viniskehem, plural. I could also learn from this word that there's two nisuchim. So Rashi, Tysis, Rashi answers, because over here, Vinuskehem, I could say it's referring to a lot of karbonas. There's a lot of karbonas going on. But Vinusacheha is talking about one carbon, two nisuchim. Vinusacheha, it's two nisuchim. You hear? Vinuskehem means just a lot in general, the lot of nisuchim going on. Okay. As the Gemara of Amitar where does it say in the Pasuk anything about? Water, we know that we pour wine. And maybe the Torahs are saying that you're supposed to pour two wines twice. 
says the Gemara, because at the end of the day, he holds of this pshat, mayim, mem yud mem, and we are talking about water. Oh, he's so like Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira, name of But Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira says it starts in the second day, but it's Kehem. And that's what that's Rashi's pshat. At the end of the day, we learn from the sixth day, not from the second day, because the second day could be referring to all the karbanas, and this is more specific to one carbon that has two libations, two misuchim. Tanya. Rebbe Nassan Oymer, who's Rebbe Nassan? Rebbe Nassan is a Talmud of Rameir, who's a Talmud of Rebbe Kiva. She's going in the same... Yeah? Okay, you say... No, I don't remember shots like you. Yeah. Time out, did you just give a speech about this recently? How do you know it so well? I remember this... I don't remember. I don't remember yesterday's death. How am I going to remember how he is? How is this three years ago? Okay. Threw them out. Rim Nassim. Okay, great. You hear what Rim Nassim is saying? Rim Nassim says this. Rim Nassim is the Yeshua. Rim Nassim is Yeshua. Okay. Rim Nassim is the Yeshua. Rim Nassim is It's always great to have these guys in Oshas. We're going to bring the bells soon. Rim Nassim is We have a guy in Koyal for the new guys who knows Shas like a computer. You should pour Nesach Sheikhar. Sheikhar means something that gets you drunk, wine, Lashem. Well, the Gemara Darshans, because of this double Lashem. It, it could say, What's Haseikh Nesach? Or it could say, Haseikh Nesach, double Lashem. Let's learn something from it. One is referring to the water, one is referring to the wine. Perhaps both of them are wine. Say the same lotion. Exactly. If it's the same product, it's both wine. Like Rabbi Kiva was saying, one water, one wine. What about the Mishnah in Sukkah? It says, Nisoch HaMayim Kol Shiva Mani. Oh, so for this, let's take out this chart. They pour the water on the Mizbech every single day of Sukkot. Who does this go according to? Let's figure this out. Over here we have, Rebbe Lezer says, one day on the first day of Sukkot. Rebbe Lezer says on the second day. Rebbe Kiva says on the sixth day. Seems like this, it's not going on all days. Nisuch happens here or here. Not, not all days. E Rebbe Yeshua. That you say what? Shmini Atzeres. You say, Mashavaruach, name a chad yoyma. So Nisachamayim is only one day, on the eighth day. E Rebekiva, tre yoyme. Okay, so according to Rebekiva, it starts on six and goes to seven. But it's only two days, because this is where it starts. E Rebekiva, ben Beseiro, shito yoyme. So now I have six, because he starts on the second day of Sukkot. We'll start over here, we'll go all the way through here. Six days. Says the Gemara, Lai Lam, Rebekiva, ben Beseiro. No, it's going to be Rabbi Yehuda. He holds like another Rabbi Yehuda. holds like the other Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah. It's not. Rabbi Yehuda points out that Rabbi Yehuda argues on two things. First of all, he says, we're only using one lug. How much water? A lug. Whereas Chacham hold three. So that's Machlech's number one. 
But that's not important to us. Over here we have a Mando Omar that says that the pouring of the water on Sukkot, which only happened on Sukkot, eight days of Sukkot. In other words, the seven on Sukkot and the eighth day of Shemini Atzeres, even on Sukkot's Torah. Umapik Rishoin, Rabbi Huda ben Beseira, Mapik Rishoin, he takes out day number one, Umayel Shmini, he agrees that we do it on the eighth day. So now, you're asking me, who's the Tana that says the seven days of Nisach HaMayim? It's Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira, who holds like Rabbi Yehuda, partially. Rabbi Yehuda comes up with the, the concept that this Nisach HaMayim, every single day, even Simchas Torah, I'm going to go with you, but I can't go with you completely, I can't say eight days, because I hold of Mayim, Mem, Yud, Mem, and that starts on the second day of Sukkot. So I'm going to start on the second day of Sukkot, and I'm going to go throughout all the days, all the way through Simchas Torah. I start over here, says Rabbi Yehuda. And therefore, I have seven days. So it makes sense, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the seven days. Right? Again, Snan, Nisuch HaMayim Kol Shiva. Seven days, not eight days. It goes according to Rabbi Yehuda, who starts on day two, but goes through Simchas Torah. Beautiful. Why not the first day? Here, let's go back to this. Now we're talking about Mem Yud Mem. It starts on day two. Viniskayim, the beginning of that Remez is on day two of... No, Avi, Avi, no. It's not good. <clears throat> the video is terrible. Yeah, okay. Gershon should have said something else. Hands for whatever. Okay. Shmini asked the Gemara, Nami Remizi Mayim. Shmini Nami, Kirmizi Mayim, Shviud Remizi. Ask the Gemara, let's take a look again at the Mayim. What's the, the second, the final part of the Remez? The seventh day. In other words, this water, the Nisach Mayim, should be only up until the seventh day. Where do you get day eight? Why do you do Nisach HaMayim on Shemini Yatzeres? It goes according to Rabbi Shua. So I just want to point out Rashi real quickly. Rashi says, Rabbi Shua is okay. You know what it really could go according to? It could go according to Rabbi Yezer, who says it starts on day one, and everything is good, and you have seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're asking me, who does the Mishnah go according to? Nisuch HaMayim Kol Shiva. Here's a perfect Tana, named Rebbe Eliezer. It starts on day one of Sukkot and ends on day seven of Sukkot. Perfect. Says Rashi, yeah, but that's not a kunz. Yeah, of course it goes according to Rebbe Eliezer. I'm trying to figure out if it could go according to somebody else also. So if you had the question, how come the Gemara doesn't say Rebbe Eliezer? So Rashi says, answers, yes, it does go according to Rebbe Eliezer. But even according to Rebbe Yeshua. Now what? El Rebbe Yeshua. And Nisuch HaMayim, that we do seven days, is Halacha L'Moshe Messinai. V'omer Rebami, Omer Rebiyochan, Omer Shum, Rebbe Nechunya, Ish Bikas, Beis Chorson, Eser Netiyos, Arova, V'Nisuch HaMayim, Halacha L'Moshe Messinai. Moshe Rabbeinu received it from HaKadosh Baruch Hu directly. It's not in the Torah, but it's like the Torah. There's a concept called Nisach HaMayim, it lasts for seven days. Now Rabbi Yeshua is of the opinion, yes, it lasts seven days. But I don't want it during these seven days, 
I don't want to talk about rain during these seven days. Nisachamayim is seven days. But why should I ask HaKadosh for rain? Why should I mention it? If it's a klala, it's a curse to have rain for seven days because it's going to change the side of the sukkah. Therefore, let's do it immediately after sukkahs. We'll start talking about Mashavaruah. Now, what are these other things? Esr Netiyos. So Esr Netiyos is a concept like this year, the year of Shemitah, you're not allowed to plow a field. But not only are you not allowed to plow a field, you're not allowed to plow the field 30 days before Rosh Hashanah. But if you have small saplings, small trees, not so much like in the picture, but these are nice pretty pink trees, I put it in here, 10 trees. In 50 by 50 amma, in other words, a base saw, then you're permitted to plow the field even 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, because if you don't, they're going to die. Have some mammon, so you'll have to do. I saw yesterday, by the way, I saw, uh, there's a new family that, that arrived there, and I saw the gardeners coming in and, and cutting and doing things. I don't think they know, like, what's going on. You got, somebody has to talk to them nicely. It's like, by the way, it's Shemitah. We don't touch our gardens. Not, like, not everybody knows. Like I mentioned, there's a, the family that didn't want to move here because of all the Shemitah lachas. But people don't realize, like, even when you buy flowers in a store, you have to know, hechsher, not hechsher. It's an it's a issue. Okay. So again, if you have small trees and it's within a saw, you're permitted to plow 30 days before Shemitah. What's the other thing? Arava. Now, the Arava of your Lulav, obviously, is in the Torah, Arvi Nachal. But over here, we have the concept of Aravas by the Mizbeach, and that's Halacha Mishim Sinai, that Klai Yisrael would circle the Mizbeach, and that's why we have, today we have Hashanas. Here they are circling with Aravas. And in this picture you see that they would take the Aravas and lean them up onto the Mizbech. And that's our, that's Allah Messina that we do this every day of Sukkot. Rabbi Yehuda Oymer Mishum Rabbi Shua. Hey y'all. Rabbi Yehuda Oymer Mishum Rabbi Shua. Ha'ayver l'fnei ha'teva b'yantav ha'achron shalchag. So Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Rabbi Shua that the chazan on the Last day of Sukkot's Maskir. Musaf, the guy, the Musaf guy, he screams out, Mashavarah. Harishan in Maskir, Shachris does not mention it. Beyond the Harishan of Pesach. However, the first day of Pesach, nobody's ever done that before. Ever. Don't ever do it again. Beyond the Harishan of Pesach. Yeah, the guy that did it is. No, it was before Shir started. This is during, this is a whole different level. Beyond the Rishon Shepesach, Harishain Maskir, Ha'achrin Enim Maskir. So the first day of Pesach, now it's the tail end of Mashavaruah. We're finishing up Mashavaruah. When do you finish up Mashavaruah? You start not saying Mashavaruah by Musaf. Again, the same idea, by Musaf. In other words, Shachar's guy does say, Harishain Maskir, Shachar says it, Ha'achrin Enim Maskir. Hey, Rabbi Yeshua. Which Rabbi Yeshua is saying this whole thing? Elam Rabbi Yeshua, the Maslisin. Rabbi Yeshua, the Mishnah. Ha'omar, beyond the Va'achron Shechagu Maskir. Where's Rabbi Yeshua? Right over here. Rabbi Yeshua is the one that says that you say, Mashavaruach, on Shemini Atzeres, on Sivas Torah. And you're telling me, basically, they're supposed to say, it's mashma over here. They're supposed to say, in Shachris already, the day before. El Rebishua, the Brisa. There's another Rebishua. 
Hamar Mishasan Achasai. So we had yesterday, Reb Shu in the Brisa says that when you put your lulav down, now when, when do you put your lulav down? The seventh day of Sukkot, when? At the end of the day, because you could shake lulav all day long. So when you put your lulav down in the evening, you say Mashavaruach according to this Reb Shu right away. Again, Reb Shu is of the opinion you don't want to say Mashavaruach during the entire Sukkot, it's dangerous, we don't want, it looks like Hashem. Hates us, he's throwing rain at us, he's chasing out of the sukkah. So let's wait until sukkah is over. When is sukkah is over? When you put down the lulav in the evening. So immediately, right then, that evening, that mayriv, Mashavaruach, Amorid Agashem, Lel Shmini, the night of Simchas Torah, the first Atar Reisa, you know, the first night office, at night, that's when you should start saying Mashavaruach, which we don't do, obviously. Vesu, the one who goes, who's in front of, who dances for the Amid on Shmini at Seres, Shilchago Achrim Askir, we need to know, hey Ben Becerra, who's this Ben Becerra? It says, Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Ben Becerra. Now who's Ben Becerra? Elema, Rabbi Yehuda Ben Becerra. So here's Rabbi Yehuda, not Rabbi Yehuda Ben Baba. Rabbi Yehuda Ben Becerra. What is he old? Second day. You see, Masha Baruch already in the second day of Sukkot. Not at the tail end. So it can't be Rabbi Yehuda Ben Becerra. So when the Gemara says Ben Becerra, who's it talking about? You're right. It's Rabbi Ben Becerra's brother. His name is Rabbi Shua Ben Becerra. It's the Rabbi Shua we're talking about. But his name is Ben Becerra. It's not the Rabbi Shua that you think of. There's another Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua Bechanania. No, not that one. Rabbi Shua Ben Becerra. Sometimes we refer to him as Rabbi Shua. Sometimes we refer to him just as Ben Becerra. And why? Before he had smicha, what does smicha mean? So Moshe Rabbeinu was soimach Yeshua. He, he was soimach, literally, like, like we had the picture the other day of leaning on an animal. Not that. Today, we don't do smicha like that. You don't lean. You just say, musmach, musmach, whatever. So before Rabbi Yeshua was a musmach, he wasn't chashev. Not chashev, we call him ben Becerra. We don't call him by his name. We call him by his father's name. Like ben Azai. Who else? Ben Pazai, Ben Pazi, uh, whatever. Ben Zayma, I don't know. Vaha, the Basad is but once he had Smicha, he's a Chashuv, now we call him Rabbi Shua. But it's Rabbi Shua, Ben Beseira, not the other Rabbi Shua. Tana, Betal, Uberuchos, Lechivu Chachamim, Lahaskir. We say, Mashivaruach, Umayra Geshem, Umayra Geshem. The first part, Mashivaruach, unimportant. You don't want to say it, don't say it. You, want, you don't want to say Maridatal in the summer? Don't say it. Why? My timer. Because they can never stop. Do, D-E-W, always falls no matter what. It's not in your hands to dive for not to dive. It's going to show up. Wind also. There's always a wind in this world. How do we know this? So let me just tell you real quickly the story. Because the reason why we learn Gemara, as Tyson points out, and we don't learn Shukhnaruch and Mishabura and, and these things, why, why is Gemara so important? Uh, obviously, we learn Mishabura, Shukhnaruch. So why, why is the focus on Daf, Daf Because Tyson says that the Gemara has, it contains everything. It contains Halacha, this is where we derive Halacha from. It contains Agada, it contains Remez, Nistar, Kabbalah, Agadata, Musar, everything. And Tanakh. So get to a nice story like this, we have to mention it. 
especially people like myself, that didn't really learn Tanakh in, in yeshiva, it's kishmak to know these things. What happened was, the Yeshua cursed anybody that would attempt to rebuild Yerichai. And Chiel ben Haili came and he said, I'm going to rebuild it. I don't care. And the curse was, when you start building it, first son is going to die. When you finish building and you close the gates, the last son is going to die. So Chiel goes ahead, starts building, and poof, his son dies. What do people say when that happens? Ah, coincidence. So the shaita keeps on going, keeps on building. Another one drops dead, another one, another one. Ten sons die. The final one, as he finishes Yerichai, die. So you'd say, no, it's mamish. A nevuah, it's exactly what, what Yeshua said, nothing. Achav comes to be Menachem Avel and says, don't worry about it. I'll tell you why. It says, we say in Shema every day, v'chora afashem, and there's not going to be rain, we're not going to have matar. I do have a desire every day, and there's plenty of rain. So if Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't know what he's talking about, certainly Yeshua. And that's where the whole story of Eliyahu Hanavi comes in. Eliyahu Hanavi says, I'm going to show you that there's not going to be rain. And he does this whole thing with the rain. The Hara Karma, the whole famous story. But that's how it starts off. So we have Eliyahu Tishbi, Tishbi Gilo de Lachav. He tells Achav, Chay Hashem, Chay Hashem is a Lashon of a Shvua. Elikei Yisrael, I swear there won't be any rain and dew. There won't be any dew. Only based on my word. Go give rain. So he starts off saying there's not going to be any rain and dew. And he ends off saying there's going to be rain. I'm going to show you today there's going to be rain. So what happened there? He didn't say, oh, I'm going to give you do, my timer. It has to be the reason. You can't stop the do. So we just turn to the Avgimel Amad Beis, sponsored by Adam Vales in memory of Abigail Gittelbas, Pesach, Bechava, Rivka, and sponsored anonymously, Mr. Anonymous, I got your email about my son Akiva, I appreciate it. And the picture and everything else. So why does Elio talk about there's not going to be do? In fact, it's even a question. It's a bigger problem. Why do he, how could he swear there's not going to be do if you can't stop it? So there's different do's. There's a, there's a good do. There's a bad do. So he swore you're not going to have any of the good DW. The mountain dew, the good stuff, the, the, the stuff that helps stuff grow. So let him at least give it back. Let him say, if he took it back, if he took it away, so let him give it back. What is he going to tell Achav the Rasha? He's going to tell him, oh, you're going to see today, there's going to be rain and there's going to be dew. Uh, yeah, yeah, where do you see the dew? Uh, you see, it's a little wet on the grass. Oh, well, that was yesterday also. No, yesterday was the bad stuff. This is the good stuff. Okay, so if a guy doesn't care when 10 of his kids drop dead or 10 of his friends' kids drop dead, she's going to care about your dew, it's the good and the bad. He's going to, obviously, he's not going to care. So, Eliyahu Novi didn't go into it. Rucha is been only answering. How do you know that the winds don't stop? Arishua ben Levi, Domar Krok, Kika Arba, Rucha is a Shemaim, Pirasti is Chemnu Mashem. 
I am going to scatter you, spread you around like the winds. My Kamalu, what does it mean? I'm going to scatter you in the four winds of the world. Says the Gemara, that can't be. It says in the, in the Pasuk, like four. I'm going to scatter you with the four winds of the world. What's like the four winds of the world? Just like the world cannot exist without wind. It will be way too hot in this world. It's impossible. So two, you can't have a world without Klai Yisrael. So first of all, I want to say like this. You know what, let's, let's see Rashi. I think Rashi comes first, and then I'll tell you a little bit of a story here. Ra- amazing Rashi. Rashi de Ramaskil below Yisrael. You see it like, I don't know, 15 lines down from where it becomes wide, uh, narrow. The world exists because of Klai Yisrael. In order for the world to exist, this is a Pasuk that talks about Torah. And the Pasuk says about Torah, if I didn't create day and night, the Pasuk is telling us that if there's no Torah in the world, the world will cease to exist. You hear what's going on here? It will cease to exist. In other words, if there's a moment they say about the Avni Nezer, it's a very famous story. The father of the Avni Nezer, he learned Purim night. It's probably the night that has the least Torah in the world. He learned, and that's why he was Zoycha to the Avni Nezer. Somebody, I don't know, dream something. The, today it's already Nasu Shkiach, because they have all these programs and this and the whole thing. But it's a concept. If the world doesn't have Torah for a moment, the world will cease to exist. I put, I put the Torah on this world. I made the night and the day. I created the world because of the Torah and for the Torah. So I want to point out that we have Jews scattered around the world. They're called Shluchi Chabad. So I found out today, today, this morning, there's Shlichim in North Dakota, in Anchorage, Alaska, in Cambodia, Tasmania. That's how you say it, I know. Siberia. There's a story about the Rav and Sabir, Rabbi Sakalos. What? Tasmania, Tasmania. Korea. Korea. But we had uh, their prices in Korea. That's not a Kiddush. I'm talking about places that there's nobody there. Siberia. So this Rabbi Zaklos went to Siberia 20 years ago for a little bit of a visit, like a, a honeymoon. Because his wife told him, I want to be a, a shlucha, but the last place, I'll never go to Russia. Never. So of course, the rabbi, the head rabbi of Russia, Convinced him just to take a little spazir. Terrible mistake. Go to Siberia. So he's there for Purim. And the day after Purim, they made a little bit of a pogrom in the shoal. Now you're talking about a shoal that was 10 feet by 10. It was a terrible, dilapidated, saw pictures. And they put swastikas stickers everywhere and da, da, da. And then the media came. And they asked this guy, this 24-year-old, he said, and he had a little baby then. He was nothing. He just got married. They asked him, you're the rabbi of this synagogue? And... First, he's just a guest. And he had to say yes, because, you know, he's representing. And he said, no, yes, it's terrible what happened there, and this, and the, the, the anti-Semitism, this must stop in Siberia. 
And you know what happened? Because of that, it went around the world. They said, oh, Motzi Purim, there's a pogrom. And they built this shul because of that. This is the shul in Siberia. It exists today. And he's the Rav. He's been stuck there for 20, 20 years. Stuck. But anyway, the point. I will... No, there's a lot of Yidin there, by the way. There's a lot of Yidin in Siberia. It's not just the, the... People live there. Believe it or not, 30 below zero, they live there. But I am going to scatter you around the world. The world needs Klai Yisrael in all places. Yeah, no, I was thinking about it, Taka. Because of MDY, well, not because, but MDY helps this idea of this Torah in all hours of the world. It's Torah in Vienna, Torah in France, Torah in Belgium, Torah, Torah everywhere, even, even Torah in America. Now, now that we said we don't need we don't need to talk about the winds, we don't need to talk about dew. It's going to happen anyways. There's wind and there's dew anyway. So, if in the summertime, from Pesach to Sukkot, you decide to stick in Mashavaruch, so you said and you said Mashavaruch doesn't matter. You forget, huh? No, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. But if you say, you talk about rain, and we're not supposed to have rain in a certain place, like in Eretz Yisrael, it's not good for the crops to have rain in the summer, then you have to go back. In the winter time, like now, between Sukkot and Pesach, you didn't say, winds, I need winds. Who cares about the winds? You're not in charge of the winds. Your davening is not going to help. There's going to be wind whether you like it or not. But if you don't say rain, I need rain. So you have to, if you say, starch my all over again. Now the guy's talking shtosim. You should get rid of the wind. Tal should fly away. Don't go back. Some want to bring a ride from here that you shouldn't just like scream out a mil shmonese. Whatever you scream out or in English. Holy Christmas, Hashem, help me. In the middle of Rufain. It doesn't work like that. You can't just stick in. So they want to say, you could, you can't. Okay, kids are, it's better not to, probably. Unless you're, you're davening a tefillah by Shemach Haleinu, it's something else. But just to stick in your own words, not a good idea. Tana. If a guy said, wants to say, Mekasher of him, says Rashi. A lotion of, thank you Hashem for the clouds. Or winds. You don't have to mention it. If you feel like it, it's okay. My time At the end of the day, it's, they're not going to stop whether you daven or not. Ask the Gemara of what they don't stop. It says we say in Shema. is going to stop the heavens. What is he stopping? He stops the clouds and the winds. Oh, this is a big problem because we said a minute ago he doesn't stop the clouds. And now we say he stopped the clouds. Maybe it means, who told you? Maybe it means the simple meaning, the rain, he's going to stop rain. If you do have a desire, he's going to stop. The, the, the heaven, he's going to stop the rain. He's going to stop the rain. So obviously the other words, we said a minute ago, Hashem doesn't stop wind, there's always wind. Otherwise, we would die from humidity, from the heat. And it says, he never stops the clouds. It says, the two types of clouds. The ones that are before the rain, the 
the ones after those, he's going to stop. The ones after the rain. There's two types of wind. A common wind and an uncommon wind. Uncommon wind, he's going to stop. Okay. Now, I said this joke just recently, but there's a bunch of new guys. So you new, you old guys, I got to say this joke. One of my favorite jokes, because it's a real estate joke. <laughs> guys, shy, learn, learn something else. There are three real estate investors. First real estate investor says to the other guy, he says, you know, Shem really helped me a lot. A fire came through my building, burned down my entire building, and the insurance came and paid me double. Which, by the way, anybody that invests in real estate knows, fires are unbelievable. You give all the stuff. <laughs> Unless if you don't want to be on the news, whatever, but money-wise, it's a great investment. Next guy says, Shtusim, that's nothing. My building flooded. And insurance paid me three times what I paid for. Three times. Yeah, three times. Oh, wow, unbelievable. Third guy says, wow, you, you guys are nothing. You know what happened to me? A tornado came through my property, blew my building away, and insurance paid me four times the property. Four times? Yeah, four times. Rebid, how do you make a tornado? <laughs> but I'll just say this. When I bought uh, a pretty large property in 2005, just a few months later, I had a nice nigla, one of the big nisim of us, some sort of tornado came through all my properties, and they're, they're scattered in, in Indianapolis, in different places. And I saw a picture, I told you this, hail the size of this cup, I'm not exaggerating, balls this size, destroyed my roofs, I got $2 million from the, from the insurance company to redo all my, it never happened since then, never. And right now, my roofs, all my roofs are new from then. We got the most expensive. I tell, I'll tell you a story a different time. Uh, the year that I am, I opened up a roofing company thinking that I'm going to take the $2 million and do all my roofs. I don't know if it was legal or not. I'll find out later. The kids, I realized real quickly, I don't know how to do roofs. I gave it to one of the guys in Lincolnwood. Shalom Yisrael. Next. We say in English, second only two. So that's what, exactly what it means. Second only two. Oh, I skipped something. Ah. You need a wind that's uncommon. So to take off the shaft from the wheat, says the Gemara, you could use something like this, a napa or a kvara, says Rashi. A sifter, you don't need a wind. You could do it manually with a tool. Second to the rain are the winds and the clouds. These winds that come after the rain are very good. It dries everything up. You see, it's good. It's always bad stuff. Hashem, if you don't behave, Hashem is going to give you Terrible stuff. Rashi says, after it rains, you're going to have this mud, this, this dust. You see it on the cars. You know, like the first rain in Eretz Israel. I don't know what happened. I forgot already what happens in America. First time it rains, your car looks like mud. Because there's dust in the... That's exactly the curse. That mud on your wheat. Imagine what your wheat is going to look like. This brown, muddy stuff. That's exactly it. Talking about wind after the, the, the rain is terrible. Like Asher. Oh, the Asa Nicha. 
when the rain comes down softly and nicely, when it comes down hard, the wind's going to come, it's going to kick up some, some dirt, it's going to ruin the crop. And that's not good. But other, that's, that's in the Tichachav. Otherwise, it's great. The wind that comes after the rain is just as good as a rain. It's very important. It's as important as the rain. A nice cloud that comes after the rain. Get rid of some of that ultraviolet rays or whatever it is. It's great. And no, here. A good gesunta sun after this, the rain. That's worth two. Some light, these flashes of light at night. The bald-headed sun, in other words, when the sun peeks out through the different clouds, it looks like a ball. That is not very good. Rabbi Sai, have a wonderful day.